What a crazy game that took place last Monday night. I'll break it down with you guys. Um, what is the future for this Jets team? What is the future for this Bills team? Um, there's a lot of things to get out of the way with both of them. Neither look good, to be honest, but the Jets ended up having a crazy walk-off punt return touchdown. Let's get into the episode today. So the first Monday night football game took place last night, and it had all the hype and expectations of a game like this. It went to overtime. It was electric. While it was more of a defensive showing, this was a pretty good game. I well, I guess I'll just go right to the Aaron Rodgers part. Yep, so I was watching all the pregame show. It was on at the at the bowling alley when I was watching the game last night, and uh they were talking about Aaron Rodgers this, Aaron Rodgers that. It looked like he was like running for offense. They were like, he's got the he's holding the flag, he's running out of the tunnel, there's smoke, he plants the flag, he dabs up his friends, he's signing autographs, he's kissing babies, he's he's doing everything. He might as well have sang the national anthem while he was out there. Uh, all this hype, all this talk, ESPN was talking about him the entire time. This market, this city, this night, this will be a special moment. The big markets, New York life, finally we got a big star. This is Star City. I'm, I'm just hearing this for like three freaking hours. And I'm like, all right, this better be a good uh, showing by A-A-Ron uh, out here. And what do you know? Um, defense shows up first drive, shuts him out. Uh, the Bills out, three and out, punt the ball to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers trots on the field. They run it a couple times. The first, and I'm not saying just like, you know, after a while, the first drop back, he got sacked and got up gimpy, laid down, was helped off the field, then carted off the field in a boot. And they are fearing it might be a severe uh, Achilles injury. This might be the end of their season already. Um, it breaks my heart to see this happen to a player. Uh, while I've never been the I've never been the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan, uh, you never want to see any player go out with with a injury like that, especially at his age. You question if he'll ever even play football again. Was this the last time we've seen Aaron Rodgers? And you know, it's just a heartbreaking thing to see for Jets fans. I just remember as soon as the game started, they're panning through that that crowd at MetLife Stadium. And anytime you see a Jets fan, it looks like their their heart was ripped out of their chest. Like they just look dead inside. It's like you got to be kidding me! All of this offseason hype about how we're a Super Bowl team and our quarterback gets hurt on the first drop back of the game. Now I don't want to go out and say like I'm right about this or I knew this was going to happen. This is not what I was explaining. I had talked about it going into this game that I my biggest weakness that I saw in the Jets team was their offensive line. And Aaron Rodgers is a bit of an older quarterback. If they can't protect him, can he make it healthy through an entire season? Can they keep him upright through an entire season? And the first drop back was a sack. I I worry about this Jets O-line. Uh, I'll be honest, they had some big explosive plays with Brees Hall, but there were also a lot of times where the run game wasn't there and they had to rely on Zach Wilson. Um, speaking of that, yes, Zach Wilson, he is back. Um, the guy that they've been trying to get rid of for a while now uh, is going to probably be the starting quarterback this season again. Hopefully he learned something from Aaron Rodgers uh, in the time that, that they were together this offseason because, 
man, it might be the it might be Zach Wilson again for another season while Rodgers is out. He was an okay game manager. Yeah, he threw an ugly interception, but you know what? He also threw a touchdown to keep them in the game. Um, again, he was a game manager, 14 for 21 with 140 yards, a, a pick, and a touchdown. When it comes to Josh Allen, let's go talk about the Bills for a sec. This team came in. Again, Super Bowl expectations are the only expectations for this team this year. Winning the division is is mandatory. Winning playoff games is mandatory. A Super Bowl appearance is mandatory. And what did they end up doing? Well, they went out and honestly, they just dropped their pants and show their asses all game. I mean, Josh Allen did nothing productive at all. Yes, he had some big plays. Yes, he had a touchdown, but he threw for three interceptions. Uh, they had no run game. Jared Cook doesn't is not Dalvin Cook. 12 carries, 46 yards. That was the best for them. They can't run the ball at all. Stephon Diggs had a decent uh, game, 10 catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. He obviously was the, the offensive player of the game for the Bills, but man, you got to be kidding me. I mean, I'm really frustrated with this Bills team. Every, everything that I had seen with this team that could have been a problem was a problem. They don't have an offense outside of Josh Allen run the ball or Josh Allen create offense for us. I understand, you know, a lot of people have been ripping on Josh Allen the last couple of years. They're saying, oh, this man can't throw. He th turns the ball over too much. It's his fault. Okay, he is the person throwing the ball. Sometimes he's trying to extend the play, and he ends up doing that. Let me ask you this, though. What other play have they been doing that works when Josh Allen doesn't have the ball? What play works when he isn't the one that is deciding on where the ball is going? Because last I checked, again, they have no run game. They get first downs when he runs the ball. They get first downs when he throws the ball. They get touchdowns when he throws the ball. He scored the only touchdown for the team tonight, and that was his passing touchdown to Diggs. Nobody else did anything. Their offensive line didn't look very good. Their, their run blocking looked terrible. Josh Allen didn't look great to begin with when it came to decision-making, but you also have to argue – when you have to drop back 60 times, uh, you know, and you have to pass 40 times, that gives you a lot more, uh, that, that's a lot more uh, opportunities to potentially make a mistake. Zach Wilson made a mistake, but he also passed it half the amount of times. Again, every time you throw that ball in the air, especially in a rainy uh, night outside, there is a chance the ball could, you know, get tipped in the air, tipped off of someone, you know, a slippery ball, it could fumble. He threw the ball 41 freaking times because they couldn't run it. If you're winning the majority of the game, they led the almost the entire game. They were tied. They started, they got tied with three minutes to go in the fourth. That is when they were, it was a tied game. Other than that, they had the lead the entire time. So why were they passing so much? If they had the lead, run the damn ball. But they can't do that. This was the weakness I said all offseason about this Bills team. This was the thing that they had to fix if I really wanted to see them as a Super Bowl competitor, and they didn't do it in their first week of the season. There's still time to change it. There's still time to see something else, but my goodness, you gotta be kidding me, man. They couldn't run the ball, and they couldn't end the game. I know it's not sexy. I know it's not cool. It doesn't show up on the ESPN Top 10. It doesn't make it on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it now. It's not going to be shown like that. But you know what the Lions were able to do? My team, 
They ran the ball out. They got a first down and ended the damn game. You know what the Bills didn't do? They couldn't do that. They couldn't end the game. They kept passing it. They kept stopping the clock. They were their own worst enemy. And when you keep playing an offense that doesn't help you win to begin with, every interception is going to feel backbreaking. So yeah, the Bills should be absolutely embarrassed with that performance. The fact that they needed a last-second field goal to even go to overtime is embarrassing. I don't even know what to say about it. The fact they even went to overtime and then three and outed and gave the ball to New York and never saw it again. I mean, the NFL has wanted this team to, to win. They even tried changing the playoff format where each team at least gets the ball once, the overtime playoff format. They did that for you guys, and you choked in overtime anyway. There, you got the ball first. What did you do with it? Nothing. So, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of done with this Bills team for a while and, and any Super Bowl talk. I don't want to hear anything about it because they can't run the ball. I'm not. If you bet money on this team to win the Super Bowl, hopefully you can get that money back because, man, they can't run the ball. They can't do the things it takes to close out games. And against a team that lost their quarterback the first time he dropped back, no, you should have done better than this. You should have done better than this, Bills. You got to honestly be – this is the embarrassment of the week, honestly, for me when it comes to games lost. You're playing Zach Wilson week one. He wasn't even supposed to play, and uh, he didn't even play that good. And yet Josh Allen played worse than Zach Wilson. So that is where we're at with the Monday night game. If you got a chance to see it, what were your takeaways from it? If you want to share those at all, I always have posts when these episodes come out on my Facebook page. There's a comment section right there. There's a comment section on Spotify. I like to retry, reply, there we go, reply to all comments or react to them at least. Um, I love chatting sports with people. It's it's one of my favorite hobbies. So again, this is no, uh, it's not any extra work on my plate. I love doing it with you guys. So again, what do you, was there something I missed from this game? Was there something I should look more into? Again, I worry about both of these teams' offensive lines. Honestly, if there's one thing I took away from this game, I like Miami more than any other team in this division right now. And that's not something I really thought of going into the season. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Where are you guys at? Okay. So week one is in the books, right? Everyone's got a win or everybody has a loss. Now, when it comes to these losses, honestly, some teams that had expectations to be better this year are now one of those teams with losses. Um, I want to go around some of the teams that lost a game this first week of the season that might have had bigger expectations that uh, they didn't look like they were ready to meet those expectations yet on the season. To start things off, we have to talk about the Seattle Seahawks. This was honestly one that I thought was going to be a complete lock. Uh, no Cooper Cup, home game for Seattle, and they just stunk. They could not get anything going against the Los Angeles Rams. No Cooper Cup, 2-2 Atwell came out of nowhere for the Rams. Matthew Stafford looked like he was back to prime Stafford uh, condition. 30-13 blowout victory. Yes, it's 17 points, but in the NFL, that's a lot of points to lose by. Um, the Seahawks are definitely talked about as a playoff contender this year. You'd think with some of their additions to the team in the secondary, uh, at the skill positions, that this team would be more ready. 
Um, looks like the offensive line still has a little bit of work to get to, and the defensive line just could not pressure at all. I don't think the Rams are a really good rushing team by any means. They haven't for the last couple of years, but man, all of their touchdowns were on the ground. So I don't know if this means more about the Rams potentially being back or the Seahawks potentially just coming out soft, but man, that was uh, not a good showing for a team that had a lot of expectations this year. Another team that had some high expectations that came out just not looking very good. I'm sorry, but the Minnesota Vikings are up there. This was a team that was so good in one-score games last year. And what do you know? They already have a loss on the season by one score. To the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home, that's an ugly one. That's one where potentially if they're a nine or eight win team and they're fighting for a playoff spot, that's going to be one they look back and go, wow, if we won that one, that could have got us in the playoffs and now we can't because of it. Or that could have won us the division, but now we lost one extra game. That is a huge loss for the Vikings. Again, a game that they should have had something that they were in control of. Again, the majority of the game cousins with too many fumbles, too many turnovers. This was a sloppy performance. And again, I do worry about this Vikings team, the defense while they were okay. Honestly, I think they looked a little improved with Brian Flores, but I don't know if that was because they only, you know, gave up 20 points or if that's because they're playing a bad Buccaneers team and the offense just could not perform them either way. Not a good look to start the season. Next one. The G-Men! Yes, the G-Men looked a little small against the Dallas Cowboys, getting blown out by 40. Probably the most embarrassing loss of the week. Um, had to be, honestly. I th- This team had expectations for a playoff run. I already dug into them y- uh, yesterday. Again, you bring everyone back, you give them all nice new fresh deals, and you get what? A goose egg? A goose egg. Nobody, everybody else has points in the entire NFL except your team right now. Even the Bengals put up a measly three. So, sorry Giants fans, sorry G-Men, but you, you're, yeah, a playoff contender that can't even put up a point in the first week of the season. Another team that I would be a little concerned on is, honestly, everyone in the AFC West. I don't like the Raiders at all, so I'm not even going to start about that. The Chargers chargered and blew a game that they probably should have been in control, and I don't like Brandon Staley at all. The Denver Broncos lost to the exact same score that they lost to last season to open up the the year. It's just them overthinking stuff, making dumb decisions. Honestly, for how much I almost slipped up there and said something else. For how much ish Sean Payton has been talking about the former regime, it's funny how he did the exact same thing and lost 16-17. to to open up the season. Oh, except he did that at home in front of everybody. So congrats, Sean Payton. What a great coaching performance. And then the Chiefs, they looked rough without Travis Kelsey. And as this team continues to age, as Kelsey gets older, you just hope that he doesn't have any lingering injuries because this team did not look like they knew how to score points without him. More disappointing teams. I'm not even going to talk about the Titans because they looked terrible and I don't even consider them a playoff contender. We got to talk about the Steelers and the Bengals, though. Two teams, again, that probably have their eyes on the postseason. The the Steelers looked abysmal. They almost didn't even have a first down in the first half of the game against San Fran. And then for Cincinnati, putting up only a field goal with your highest paid quarterback in the NFL, Joe Burrow, and all these amazing receivers, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. You have Joe Mixon. The fact they only could put up a field goal on him. 
there are a lot of concerns to have with these teams. These are, again, playoff expectations, and they didn't even look close to it. I'm not saying teams that just lost. I'm saying teams that did not look close. Uh, And then, obviously, in the AFC East, we definitely have to talk about the Bills and the Patriots. Um, Unfortunately, the Pats, their offense looks like it's much improved without uh, Matt Patricia calling plays anymore. Thank goodness. But I still don't know if Mac Jones is going to be a good enough quarterback to get them into the postseason. And then for the Bills, just an abysmal, embarrassing Monday night performance with too many Josh Allen reckless turnovers. So those are the teams that definitely did not look good, that had high expectations that look like they had and probably not going to meet them uh, so far on the season. We still don't know. There's a lot of football to be played. Obviously, this is why we do the picks. This is why we talk the talk, because Sometimes we need to see the teams walk the walk if we're going to really see uh, them as good players and good teams. There were a lot of teams with expectations that didn't meet them, but then there's some teams that I thought did really good. I had to highlight the Rams, of course. Again, going out there and beating the Seahawks on the road, that is not one that I think a lot of people thought was going to happen. Um, other upsets, I don't know if some people believed in the Packers as much. When I looked at my fa- fantasy pick games, it was a 70% favor for the Bears to win. I... Uh, the, the Packers look like a much better team. And honestly, if Jordan Love, all he needs to do is just, you know, play point guard, find the guy that he needs to find, be clean with the ball. This could be a nine win team. Honestly, I, I do like the Packers uh, a lot this year. I think they have good talent around them. Uh, and we got to talk about the Cowboys, even though I don't really want to um, 40 points. They dropped a 40 burger on, on the Giants and Dak Prescott didn't have to do a single thing. Like, he just had to stand there on the field. The defense was, whoo, scary. I had I had that uh, Cowboys uh, fantasy defense, and, man, they, they absolutely tore up the G-men. Overall, when it comes to this week, there are always going to be teams that look amazing one week. There's always going to be ones that look abysmal next week. Um, it's going to be a long season, so we can't write off some teams that had a struggling week one. Maybe someone was injured. Maybe someone was out. Maybe it was just a little bit of rust they had to clean off. But I'll be honest, there are some teams that I have some concerns for next year. I want to know if you are feeling the same. I know I have some people that are Browns fans, Steelers fans. I know there's some Bear fans uh, and and Packer fans that listen to the show. I'd love to know what you guys think about your team so far. For me as a Lions fan, after a tough road victory against the, the defending champs, honestly, I feel like there's not a team on our schedule we can't beat which is a good feeling. Now, obviously, they're not going to go undefeated, uh, but I think my Lions could beat anybody on their schedule on a good day if we play the best we can, which is a good feeling. So uh, I'm excited for our, my team. I want to know where your your uh, thoughts on. Any listeners want to share their thoughts on their team? If I got a friend or a, a friend or a listener who's a Jets fan, definitely tell me how you're feeling because I don't know how I'd be able to handle another year of Zach Wilson. But overall, I'd love to know what your thoughts are. Again, Shout out the Facebook page, but that's the best place to reach me. It's just the Max Sports Facebook fan page. Well, my name again is Max. This has been Max Sports. I'll see you on Wednesday. We're going to do some power rankings. Um, I think I'm just probably going to do playoff contenders for that on who I think are the best teams in the NFL so far on the season. Adios. I'll see you tomorrow, everybody.